Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's a test. It's a Texas showdown in the postseason, and Bet Online is your number one source for all your baseball wagering info. With up-to-the-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals for the NFL and college football at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. We have everything you need to, uh, to stay up to speed to eat on each LCS all the way through to the World Series. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's what that's pro, promo code believe B L E A V. Bet online where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals centric specific show where, of course, we wax poetic about the Arizona Cardinals here in the Phoenix metropolitan area. I am one of your co-hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams, and with me is a man who played not only professional baseball, he also played in the National Football League for the first Super Bowl bound team for the Atlanta Falcons. So this is a this is a good time of year for him. His his his, his blood is running in baseball and football. I'm talking about <laughs> none other than my brother, uh, accomplished author and motivational speaker Ed Smith. What is good, my brother? Hey, another week, man. Um, you know, some interesting football all around the league, especially up there in Seattle, man. Yes, indeed. So we do this thing twice a week. We do it on Monday and Thursday. Monday, we look back on the game that was and provide just insights or uh, our reaction to to what happened. We we hope that there wins, but this season there are a lot of losses that are starting to pile up. And then on Thursdays, we look ahead to the next opponent and maybe discuss any things that have been going on uh, in in between time from that Monday to Thursday. So let's get into it. So we are talking about looking back on the game that was, and of course. That was the Arizona Cardinals heading to Seattle to play the Seattle Seahawks last season. They were 0-2 to the Seattle Seahawks, and this year now they're 0-1 because they fell to the Seattle Seahawks 20 to 10. My brother, so let's 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 get into it. There's a few things, and a lot of it is going to revolve around the offense. Um, I stand by saying, man, don't don't give up yet. I know that the the what do they call it in math? They talk they call it regression to the mean, meaning you can outperform maybe what you typically are. Uh, but eventually those averages or what you truly are maybe comes back, uh, comes back to reality. So it's like regression to the mean. So let's get into it a little bit. You know, but Joshua Dobbs, he regressed more Poor decision-making, poor decision-making. I mean, that's, there were a couple of times during the game where I saw him just as your, the, the view from, uh, from television was from behind him and there were, there were wide receivers wide open. And yet he decided to, to go and, and make poor decisions in terms of where to go to, to deliver the ball, uh, taking sacks at inopportune times, your thoughts on Joshua Dobbs and, and just again, his his performance because the last three weeks, I want to say it, it's been it's been something that's been a topic of discussion, especially here locally. I, I continue to ask Jay, what do people or what do fans think Joshua Dobbs is? Mm. Is what we're looking at? He's not a right. franchise quarterback. He's a guy who's been in the league for several years, bounced around, a spot guy at best, but he's finally getting his chance, right? Mm-hmm. And we've seen franchise guys. We've seen Josh Allens. We've seen Joe Burrows look, I mean, uh, confused out there, you know. And these are guys with superior talent. 
um, next level franchise guys. So for a guy like Joshua Dobbs, who's not surrounded by a whole bunch of talent, yeah. um, this is this is actually what I we I think expected all along. We just got shocked in the beginning because mm-hmm. it looked halfway decent. Now it's kind of reg- as you say regressing, you know. And you got throwing. Think about the last bunch of opponents we've had too, Jay. We've gone to San Fran. We've had yeah. Cincinnati coming here and play their best game. And you know, you gotta you play a Rams team that's you know a lot better than we thought. And then you go up to Seattle where it's hard for anybody to play. So we're seeing Jobs regress back to who he was in the first place. It's not like he's this superstar that's having a tr- having trouble figuring it out. He actually played better. Now he's basically showing us who he really is, mm. and we're, it's like we're surprised. You always say when somebody tries to show you who they are, believe them. And it's like we're like we want to act like we're surprised now because he's looking like a guy who is a perennial backup in the league, but he has the opportunity to start because of our situation. And now it's like, well, what's going on? Well, Josh is just—I mean, Josh <laughs> is who he thought we is, and. You know, I mean, we have some decisions and some things to kind of figure out. You know, obviously, one Kyler Murray, we'll get into that probably later on, could potentially come back. You know, is he holding the seat? Is he holding the chair warm till we can figure out, is Kyler ready? I I, can't, I continue to, to, and I think you're in the same boat. Hey, if you want to see bad, let's go ahead and throw uh, Clayton Toon out there. If you want to see people what to throw out there. Well, he he got on a on what was it the pump fake? Well, you saw how well he did with that. Let's see. (laughs) First off, first of all, that was one of the most. Here's the thing, Jay. If you're gonna go for it, just go ahead and go for it. But to to throw that Rudy Poop play out there where we needed I don't know eight nine yards, whatever it was, and you throw a three or four yard pass. I mean that to me right there that shows panic in the coaching staff where they were. They didn't know what they were doing in that situation. You want to go for it? No, let's no. We we worked them all week. Let's do it. No, no, it's not the right time. And they go ahead and do that. I mean, that's for you know, that's a fourth and one or two. Okay, but we were you know behind the sticks there. That's another thing in itself. And like I said, if if you're scouting, like you know, teams are watching because they got guys up 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 top watching for personnel, right? Right. You, I guarantee you, they had a spotter up there. Wait a minute, what's their backup quarter com- quarterback coming into the pump formation for? Hmm. There are dudes up there spotting that stuff, so that shows and just you knowing and just knowing. That, hey, watch out, watch out! Don't fall for the banana in the tailpipe. Yeah, that that'd be like us lying. Like I said, we're gonna. I mean, that was so obvious. And like I said, they have spotters up there. And they're probably they got the. There's reason why they guys got guys up there with the binoculars because they're mm-hmm. watching everybody who walks off that sideline personnel-wise and stuff like that. And I'm sure they were looking at the numbers and they're like, wait a minute, Toon? That's their backup quarterback. What's he doing in the punt formation? So, you know, like I said, we just – and here's the thing. We went up there. Seattle, they played probably their worst game of the year. Yeah. You know, put 20 up, and it was still – I mean, they tried to give us that game, but it was still at no point that I think – Wow, you know, we got a chance here because we just kept sputtering and sputtering and you saw how Josh was playing. I continue to say, like I said, Josh is a backup quarterback, trying to man the position till you get your franchise guy back. And what do fans expect? I don't understand what they expect from him. 
Now I want to want to. I'm going to get on the off back on the offense here in a second, but I want to let's go to the defense for a little bit. Did the defense for the Cardinals? Did they impress you? I thought I thought they did kind of well. What was it? Uh, uh, the the interception that was on the goal line, the goal line interception. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the a couple of sacks of uh, of Geno Smith. I thought they did a pretty good job there. What did you think about the de- the defensive unit? I did as well. Anytime you hold the Seahawks to them, you know, they're not an explosive offense, but they had every possibility to make that a blowout type of game. It didn't hurt. It didn't hurt that what uh, DK Metcalf, it didn't hurt that uh, he he didn't play. So that don't hurt either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were minus DK, and, you know, we held them to 20 points. And, you know, when you think we held them to 20 points on on the road, that's that's a great effort by your defense, especially when, you know, we seem to put them in bad situations from now, every now and then. Here's the thing. As bad as we want to pretend Joshua played, he's, and he, they had an interception call back. He didn't turn the ball over. You know, he didn't, it was, this wasn't one of those three pick days, you know, two fumble days and all that kind of stuff. It, it just, it, his ceiling was met. Is, has been met up to this point, meaning he's a dude that's going to protect the ball. He's, you know, going to be, uh, once again, Jay, conservative, conservative game plan. And I know mm-hmm. sometimes you have to do that on the road. You don't want to landslide or anything like that. But I continue to watch this dink and dunk and throw the ball too much side to side rather than up the field, challenging. And maybe because we don't have the horses, you know, a wide receiver group is not a, a, a wide receiver crew that – injects fear in the opposing uh secondary you know we don't have anybody that's going to you know i mean you know marquise is 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 good but if that's your number one you're you know you know uh, there i mean think about some of these other uh rosters you know you get uh you run down the list of their wide receiver groups and they you know they're they're groups that you're hey you can't let this dude do this to you can't yeah, you know, we we got guys, and then we got a quarterback that's not pushing it up field primarily because of the game plan. So it makes it very routine and and you know vanilla. And you know, like I said, we we don't have the the firepower, and it showed in this game. Like I said, you hold Seahawks to twenty, and you're thinking, you know, we had any type of offense, we could have won this game. We just yeah. like we just it just you know it is what it is at this point. Now, does situational whether you're a backup or not, you situational situational awareness. So when Josh Dobbs at the end of the first half, he took that sack. You can't take a sack that you have to know that you can't take a sack. Those types of things are 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 what prevents you from even getting three points in a situation like that. Yeah, and that's just a mistake. I mean, we've seen, you know, I continue to say we've seen other quarterbacks make the same uh, mistakes. Um, and, you know, and the other thing is you got to be in his ear. With a backup quarterback, with a quarterback of Josh, Joshua Dobbs' nature, as an offensive coordinator, whoever's in his ear, you got to be emphasizing stuff. Now, maybe they are, but mm. you got to be emphasizing to the point of ad nauseum in this situation, if it looks like they're bringing pressure out, if you got to throw that thing to the 15th throw, just throw it and get rid of it, you know, to remind them, you know, and maybe they're, you know, they're, they're scuffling with the clock, you know, in his ear because they, I think at 15 seconds, they have to turn off. So they're, they're not, you know, 
really emphasizing this because they're having trouble getting it down and, you know, in these situations to play and stuff happens, you know, but, you know, as a, as a veteran or when you're practicing stuff, that's the, that, that situation is one that's got to be ingrained in that clock. You got to know the clock. You got to know our field position. We cannot take a sack here. Um, you know, to a certain degree too, Jay, you got to think about this. When they bring the type of pressure they did, if he's not able to get out of the box, it's almost like, well, what are you supposed to do if nobody's open? Because it's going to be an intentional grounding call if you can't get out. And they brought pressure. They swallowed him up. And, we, so I, and you know, you always talk about how I look. I watch football a different way. And I, I watch yeah. where these sacks sometimes come and where they're hap- actually happening. If he's scrambling outside the pocket and it's like, get rid of the ball, he could have got rid of it. In certain situations, it's like that when that pocket collapses on him, I'm looking at where he is in the tackle box. Those are the ones where they bring pressure from the outside, but they also had push in the middle and everything yeah. just collapsed on him. So it wasn't like if he was on the run, you're like, man, that was, just, that was a bonehead move because then all you got to do is just throw it away, right? Mm-hmm. He was actually in the pocket and they swarmed him. They actually, the only thing you can do, you got to escape the pocket. But that was one of those ones where it was on him. And, you know, Josh, Joshua's job is not very fleet of foot when it comes to the escape part. When they had designed some of those runs for him, we've seen with the scramble, when they, you know, when they're not expecting him to run, boy, that thing can turn it on a little bit. But inside the yeah. pocket, he's a dude that once it's upon him, once it's on top of him, they're pretty much going to get after him. All right, so believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So we've got a two-part question with you. Uh, I think they probably teach in jur- journalism school, which I didn't attend because I went to business <laughs> school. They're, they're maybe not to ask two-part questions <laughs> at one time, but I know you can handle it. So um, so the first question is, Amari DiMarcado, did he impress you? And then kind of the, the I guess, the 1B to that is the Cardinals average 5.1 yards a carry. Did they abandon the run too soon? Did they, didn't they abandon it? Yes and no. I'm looking at, and this is one of those games there. I, I, 59 snaps for us, 56 for them. So this, mm-hmm. the clock was obviously moving in this game because you're, you know, we talk about it all the time. Average games usually up around 65 to 70 snaps, and sometimes you see a lopsided where one team is this and the other team is way down. In this game, neither of us, neither team made it to 60 snaps. So this was, in saying that, we ran the ball 25 times, threw it 34 times. Some of that was out of necessity because when you're, trying to, when you're playing from behind, especially late in the game, you know, the second half, well, we didn't score a point, they scored six. So it wasn't a whole bunch of firepower or anything like that going on. We had our chances, but at the same time, I will repeat, I don't, we weren't threatening or, uh, in my opinion, like in this game, like ready to take hold of it. It felt like they were trying to give it to us. We couldn't take it, and they did their best to try to make this a game. They could have blew us out. As far as the run game, yeah, yeah, Amari, he did impress me. Some good runs, especially inside the uh, tackles. Um, I do like what they did. It's just, you know, thirteen. he had 13 carries, total of 25 for the game. It's a hard measure, like I said, when you only have nine plays. And it was one of those kind of sloppy, you know, come from behind, trying to always climb uphill, get this game. And, yeah, I mean, it was just the offense looked out of sync. There wasn't, you know, I always look at like on Monday, okay, where's the good and where's the bad they're going to be able to look at. They're going to be able to look at a few run plays. They're probably going to have a lot to talk about with Josh. Um, 
but there wasn't anything really exciting in this game. But Amari, he did run the ball well. And, you know, I think he'll be able to hold down the ship at least for a little bit. Um, he's, he's not James Conner, but he's, you know, a serviceable dude for now. You mentioned that the Cardinals will have some stuff to talk about with Josh. Okay. Thank you for the softball. Or will they be talking to Joshua Dobbs? Or will they be talking to Clayton or a dude named Kyler? The, looking at the upcoming schedule, we got the Baltimore Ravens. We got the, the Cleveland Browns. So Baltimore is here at, at home. Are we going to be looking at a different quarterback, whether it's Kyler or Clayton? I don't think it's tune at all. Okay. I do. I, I think, you know, here's the thing. If you're bridging toward um, Kyler Murray, you want to do it as seamlessly as possible, meaning keeping Dobbs in there. And when the time is right, you pull the ripcord and we have our franchise quarterback back in the lineup. The problem for me, man, I'm still very worried about how quickly this is all happening. And I'm not sure of hmm. Kyler's psyche when it comes to that knee. And, you know, I know everybody's excited. It's a 21-day window. It's, I'm telling you, Jay, there's a lot that comes between when they finally tell you yeah, your knee is, you could go out and play, and then actually getting out on the field in the game. What you would really like, Jay, is for Kyler to have had some preseason snaps, meaning if this happened early enough in the season and, you know, he had all offseason, he took got surgery really early in the season, rehabbed all through the summer, he was ready maybe to get out, you know, and play a little bit, but, you know, maybe – got him some snaps in preseason. He might not be ready. Let's, you know, put him on pup, that type of thing. To go from, I was injured last year, all offseason, I'm rehabbing from surgery and everything like that. They now, I was on pup. Now I'm expected to jump. You know, you, you, you know I always tell you about that um, analogy of jumping on the treadmill, not, you know, you, you get on a treadmill and you start walking and then you start hitting that button. You go up, 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 up. In this situation, this would be the equivalent of getting on, like, free spread, speed at 12, elevation at 7 or 8. This is midseason football where you look at it, Jay. Tell me. You you watch football, too. Tell me the difference between regular season and preseason. We we saw what the preseason looks like, right? Now you look out there now, there's some hitting going on. Dudes are flying around. Your ones and and twos are out there. This is – Full on go. You imagine you've been just sitting around. You got you're finally able to practice, but you haven't played in the game since last year. And you you get a, a few practices, and hey, I'm learning a new offense. Everything included. Let's go behind an offensive line that's in shambles because we're still building it. Uh, no running game to speak of. Con- James Conner out, and now all of a sudden you're just thrust back out there. And we all know, at least I know. I'm thinking Kyler's let's say he'll be tentative at best, in my opinion, mm-hmm. mentally, he might, he might be there maybe physically met. And I can speak on this because I went through it. I had a ruptured MCL and it's not an ACL, but I had a ruptured MCL, missed a bunch of time, had to get back on the field, totally braced up and all that kind of stuff. And I was ahead. I was, I was not ready. I should not have been back on the field, but I needed to do it because I the place I was in my career. Man, you talking about insecure. I mean, if somebody sneezed in the room, 
I was jumping because, you know, I just, I didn't want anything near my knee at that time. I remember the first play, you know, my coaching staff, they actually had me on the kickoff return team. I'm out there and, you know, up the field and this runners coming behind me, which I can't see pile coming toward me, man. I couldn't, I mean, I couldn't get out of the way fast enough. And then those first few blocking assignments, blocking and feeling stuff around me. And just uncomfortable. But I made it through that first game. Even scored a touchdown in it. But it was one of those things, man, where I'm not a franchise quarterback. I'm not a dude like Kyler who needs my legs and needs to run. But And is never never dealt with that before either. Right. Man, man, the mental is going to be that much more than the physical. And I'm not sure. I know I went off on a tangent there a little bit. But no, yeah, I, I don't think, um, like I said, it, it's not tomb time. And I'm not sure how close we actually are to Kyler Murray time. In the meantime, you got to roll with um, uh, one Joshua Dobbs. That's just if you ask me. One thing that the Cardinals need to do for sure is they're going to, at some point in this season, under, make a decision as to what they're going to do in the offseason and moving forward with Kyler Murray. Um, we know that he has a big contract. We know he's coming, as you, as we just discussed, he's coming off of the coming back from, from a serious injury. Now, the thing is, there was a report that came out from, I believe it was Adam Schefter, that he reported that, that, uh, that the Cardinals are willing to take a chance on the financial risk of bringing back Kyler Murray to to play this season because if he if because accordingly the way it goes is that uh, Murray and I'm quoting some of the article here that was on ESPN Murray who who returned to practice last week for the first time since suffering a torn ACL in December in, uh, in December has 29.9 million uh, in uh, Gets in 2025 salary compensation that becomes fully guaranteed in March if he can't pass a physical by then, and that's very key. So if you think about, there have been situations. I'm trying to think of. Um, I want to say I forget who was here before where there there was a similar situation there. But that physical is key. So if they if he gets in there and he starts, for example, against the Ravens, for example, and and he's good, and all of a sudden gets injured and he's out the rest of the season then they're on the hook for that money. They're on the hook for it. Um, you're, they, this is something they have to do, right? I mean, they have to figure out what it is that they have. And if he, and if he can, if he can grow, if his learning curve is short or if it's long and make a decision, because it looks like as of right now, it looks like they have the number one pick in the draft. And the other thing we have to consider too, Jay, well, there's all types of things you have to consider. Yes, it's the money. That's first and foremost. Um, you know, they're on the hook for that. If he can't pass that physical, you got a team that's currently one and six. Say we're one and eight by the or one and nine, whatever it is, by the time it's you know because I think it's November eighth. So we're looking at maybe I'll say two games. We're one and eight, right? Mm-hmm. What are you bringing your franchise quarterback who might not be ready? The other factor is behind an offensive line that is not quite right in protecting. Also think about this. Right now they're protecting Joshua Dobbs, right? Mm-hmm. When Joshua Dobbs drops back, we know where Joshua Dobbs is going to be. Because unless it's a designed run, Josh ain't going nowhere. He's not this scrambling big, you know. With Kyler Murray now, you're going to have an entirely different way you're going to have to run this offense. Once again, Jay, dudes, can we force him to get under center? Yeah, you know, are we going to have be able to have him drop straight back like we do Dobbs, or is it going to be a lot of rollout stuff on the run? And you know what that does to offensive linemen? It causes them fits because they now don't know where he might or might not be, 
and becomes harder to protect him. It becomes harder for the the in midstream middle of this year, Petsing to all of a sudden have to change his whole philosophy of how he's running the offense because he has a new different dude back there without any offseason work, without you know, without having him in the offense, he's gonna be learning on the fly. All these factors, and then like you mentioned, if he gets hurt, if he can't pass that physical, we owe him, you know, almost thirty million dollars. And you know, and then how can we possibly trade him if we want to? Those all these things we don't know what the Cardinals want to do. Anybody who says they do, you're a flat out lie because they all they've said so far is you know he's doing everything we need him to do. We want him to do to be. And I'm like, well, what is he doing? He's rehabbing right now. It's not like you know he's leading the brigade or anything like that. Do they? We don't know. Maybe they do have their design on another quarterback, one in this current draft. So. I, it, there's so many dangers out there, and because the window is so small, Jay, it's only 21 days from this past week. It the clock is ticking, and we all know we make our worst decisions when we're under duress and mm. time is involved. Right. So that's just common nature. That's common, just you know, nature. So I don't know. I'd hate to be in their position um, because Murray. If he's a competitor, which I know he is, we all think he is, he's going to probably try to push because he, he might want to stay here. I don't know what he thinks about this whole thing because I asked you the other day on the show, is it? are you curious that we have not heard a word from him? He's not said anything. That's his nature. So it's not he's not doing anything different. It's just that I would sure love if somebody could get in front of him with a camera or do a you know, uh, you know, find out where he is in his rehab, where he is in his mind. Is he ready to go? Well, none of us know that. And, you know, it's going to be a, like I said, it's not like we're going to have to wait long to figure this all out. Cause like I said, the clock is ticking and at some point they're going to have to make a decision. This is true. This is true. So any last thoughts on this past game, any, any, any last good, good, better and different, any last thoughts before we wrap up? And, uh, you know, one in six. Where do we? I mean, I, I man, this is this is doing. talk about regressing to the mean. This is where we yeah. thought that they would be, and we got with the the uh, what hope springs eternal. That's where yeah. we fell. I fell for the banana in the tailpipe, man. Think about this day. We could very easily, if Dallas had brought their A game here, we could be zero and seven. We could be the only winners team in the league. We're glad. I'm glad. The the one win we did get. If you thought it was going to be Dallas, you a dope old face lie. We thought right. it was going to be something totally different. Giants or somebody would slip up. Not the Cowboys. So that one win we did get. Oh my goodness. But we very easily could be zero and seven. But this is probably this is where we thought. At least I thought we would be. We just got right. here a different way. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. we, we, we ended up in the same spot, just took a different route, you know, and it is what it is at this point. Well, let me, and I'll throw this out there. You tell me if it makes a difference. There's, there's a couple, there's many different ways to be one in six, right? There's one in six with, where you look and say, these dudes aren't trying at all. Uh, oh, insert, yeah, yeah. Insert, what was it, my man that was the coach here? Uh, Wilkes. Um, Wilkes, Wilkes. We look at it and we saw we we saw the indifference. We we saw no effort at all. And you have a one in six that's we see them competing. We see we we see the effort because that's not just the tryhards, but the people that are really trying to give their best to try to give uh, to to put them in a position to to win a game. You and I said it. I mean, it's not the wins and losses that would dictate what we thought was a success. It was how we were losing the games. Now, what's happened is these last couple, we've showed how 
bad we can actually be. In the beginning of the season, we were showing, like, if these good dudes go out there, you know, they can compete with anybody. You know, and they were actually – I still think we're competing. We're just showing how lack of – how much lack of talent, especially at the critical positions, that we actually have. We've got a backup quarterback. Our offensive line is – is a work in progress. We now no longer have a running game with Connor being out. Defensively, we don't have anybody can get out the quarterback. We got nobody can cover receivers in the secondary. Uh, we got Booter back there anchoring everything. But I always say, if your safeties are making all the splash plays and stuff like that, either they're playing at the line of scrimmage or they're making a whole lot of plays in the secondary. Right now, you know we're 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 getting gassed. So, you know. It, Other than that, everything is good. Other than that, everything is good. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so we do this again twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays. Mondays we look back on the game that was. Thursdays we look ahead to the next opponent and then talk about anything that's happened in between that time. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so tell a friend and tell a friend about what we have going on here, I believe, in the Arizona Cardinals. That is Ed Smith. I am Javon Adams. And, as always, we are presented by Bed Online. And, as we always like to say around this time, are you can. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.